great while. Okay. Uh, evidently, some wild stuff is going to be breaking between now and 6 o'clock. And uh, to give you a clue of some of the stuff that's going on, here's Uncle Neil. Well, we're not going to do it till 3.30, but uh, Norm Kent, who's our attorney, is on his way here. And we have an affidavit, which we'll be talking about uh, at 3.30. And Sharon is in the process of inviting the media in here. I mentioned this morning when I came on here about the Hollywood Police Department. And they can, uh, you know, pretend uh, in their own self-righteous way that uh, they're in the right and that they're not doing anything wrong, et cetera, and so on. But I have a copy of this affidavit right in my hot little hand. And the essence of it is that uh, there is at least one individual, and perhaps it goes deeper than that, within the Hollywood Police Department vice section, who are out to nail Neil Rogers. In other words, try to... Um, catch me in some compromising situation, even to the extent that they were willing to pay off or bribe somebody to allow them to put me in that kind of situation. Um, you know, again, like I said this morning, there are people who think that all of this is like some kind of a game or it's a joke or it's, um, you know, lots of fun or whatever. Uh, this is like something out of Nazi Germany. This is fascism, this whole witch hunt that's going on, and this is just another component of it. Uh, you know, again, whether the, all of the items are related or unrelated, doesn't make any difference because I'm still the target of it. And your name is mentioned, interestingly enough, in this, but um, just kind of in passing. And I have a feeling that uh, you could have also possibly been the target of the witch hunt if it would have applied. And uh, I, I just don't think the audience out there or the people in this community um, are taking it seriously enough and understand what's going on. I think after 3.30, they'll begin to understand. Well, uh... It'll be good to get this stuff out, but I have, you know, my, you know where I come from on this. I really believe that no matter what breaks and no matter where, and it's interesting, you pointed it out yourself, you know, it breaks out in Hallandale, but you, you put it well, you said, well, you put out one fire. Brush fires, yeah. Another brush fire comes out. To me, uh, I, as I see it, I, I suspect that behind all the brush fires, there is one. Well, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the boy who cried wolf syndrome. Because, you know, after you've been caught with your hand in the cookie jar enough times, even if your hand isn't the one, and even if you didn't steal the cookies on a Wednesday afternoon, people still are going to assume that you're the one. Because you've done it so many times before that you don't have any credibility left, okay? Because the question that comes into my mind is why would the, you know, Hollywood Police Department on their own arbitrarily just decide we're going to get Neil Rogers? And as you mentioned... Well, I can't read their minds, but of course there are a lot of homophobes. And of course this witch hunt has been a campaign of homophobia. And uh, that's why I resent very bitterly anybody calling me a bigot. I mean, that's again like uh, somebody who sat in this chair a week ago sat here and called me a bigot. That's one of the greatest insults in the history of mankind. Okay, that would be like um, that would be like Adolf Hitler calling somebody an anti-Semite. I think the other tip-off to what I'm saying is, in other words, as to you know what's who is you know behind this whole thing is the very fact, and that it's more than just what you call a homophobic uh, you know an exercise in homophobia is the fact that evidently they were interested as to whether I yeah. had gone there too, and of course the only link between you and I happens to be our common friend yeah. in Coral mm -hmm. Gables who is out to discredit both of us. And see, that's, that's a me, good that's point. A yeah, that's a good point. Why the hell would mm -hmm. the, even if the Hollywood police were, for whatever reasons, homophobic and out to get you, why would the question come up, well, mm -hmm. is Steve Kane ever, you know, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. I think there's your answer. Yeah, now that's a very good point. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Norm is on his way here as we speak, and uh, I, I think see the but the good see the good thing about it, I think what's happening is that it's all becoming public now, and it's all getting out there for people to see. Yeah, and we had a, we had a choice. I mean, Norm, you know, told me obviously we could have just gone ahead and passed this on to the state attorney in Broward and done it very quietly, 
And uh, I don't choose to do it that way because, quite frankly, I think, you know, you, you have to stand up for something sooner or later. And today couldn't have been a better day for it, you know, us to get this affidavit and to break it today because, like I said on the air this morning, I've had it. I'm not taking any more abuse from anybody. And uh, this is this is the end of it as of today. I mean, from now on, it's going to be completely on the offensive. And if there are people like this detective who think that they can play games with my life or your life or anybody else's life and try to, you know, entrap people into what could be a horrendous situation that could destroy their lives, that just isn't going to happen. And I'm not going to allow it to happen. Well, I'm a big believer in the light of day. And I think, plus, I think the public has a right to know. I, I personally believe that, as I said over the last two weeks that the thing which is aimed at you and which is aimed at me is basically aimed in getting us off the air which is basically aimed at our audience and if they're trying to take away shows that our audience like our audience have a right to know about that because well in, in my case it goes beyond just getting me off the air because when people in my neighborhood get letters people who are my neighbors in plantation are getting letters from someone who lives not even in the same county down in Coral Gables uh, giving them my real name and telling them uh, that uh, they could be in a compromising situation on the air and I'm going to have my way. And, and just generally trying to create a friction between me and my neighbors in my own neighborhood where I live. So it's not obviously disconnected with something that's on the air. It's connected with the desire to ruin my life, okay? And also to get you out of time. And to get me out of time. I mean, I do believe that. I mean, and as I've said and testified to, the fact that the overall objective is to remove you from town. Because quite frankly, I think if you move to Seattle tomorrow, I think your problems with that individual would end. It has to well, be I got news for him. I ain't going anywhere, okay? I've got real news for him. I'm not going any place. Mm. All right. It's real cold in Seattle, it okay? It gives you... Uh, <laughs> Got real cold in Miami over the weekend. Yeah. Well, it gives you an idea of what's in store. 3.30, Norman Kent will be here, and uh, along with the rest of the press, and uh, I was going to say an exciting announcement, not really exciting, a horrific announcement, and you'll want to stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Steve Kane Show, 610 WIOD. We'll be back after the news. We're just going to turn the mic over to you. Okay. Well, first, I, I have to tell you, I have to do one little little plug. I have to thank Aaron C. Renicar for getting me a vehicle on absolutely <laughs> no notice. I... I said I was coming down here. I was on my way down, and as I got off the elevator, it kicked in that I had left my car for some body work this morning up in Pompano Beach, and they were able to come through. So I, I thank them for it. I, I want to say at the outset, we're, we're not here for hype. We're not here to publicize something unjustly. This has nothing to do with the city of Hallandale, and it has nothing to do with... Uh, a, an attorney who uh, individuals are embroiled in grievances with. That's your opinion. That we, that we know of. That we know of. We, we are here, and I am on the air, uh, sharing with you a revelation concerning an alleged impropriety by the City of Hollywood Police Department. Perhaps the broader and greater issue that this addresses is one of uh, freedom of sexual belief and freedom of sexual practices. An individual who we will refer to as John Doe because there's no reason to uh, broadcast his name unnecessarily at this point was uh, acting as a clerk in the Hollywood Cinema Theater. Uh, I don't. I think it's called the Cine Twin Theater. Last Friday night. At that time, the VIN unit, the Vice Intelligence and Narcotics Unit of the Hollywood Police Department executed a search warrant of that premises and effectuated an arrest of this individual. Earlier this morning, Neil went on the air saying he believed he was...
being harassed by a number of people. And this individual, on his own, contacted the station, and then the station advised him to contact me. He relayed the following statement to me, which my office prepared into an affidavit. I want to say at the outset that uh, we have turned this affidavit over to the proper authorities for their appropriate review. Uh, before I even arrived here, the Hollywood Police Department has uh, been given a copy of this affidavit, as has the state attorney. It will be their determination uh, as to whether or not it should be taken with uh, the appropriate credence that I believe it should, and they will have to make the determination of how to proceed. That's not for us. But because it is so revealing, it, I felt it necessary um, and, and I'm sorry, Neil felt it necessary. Neil was given a choice. And as he said on the air, I was listening in the car on the way down. He was given the choice of uh, going on the air with this or not going on the air with this. Uh, I'll tell you a, a consequence of it later on, because just going on the air with this, some police agencies would have you believe is a violation of Florida statute, because there is a statute that suggests if you go on the air with any internal investigation of a police agency or something to that effect that's a misdemeanor however that statute is now being challenged in court by myself the american civil liberties union and has already been declared unconstitutional but without any any other hesitation this individual who was arrested during the course of this search I'll tell you stated for you but i'll tell you what let's do this because that's a good kind of intro we have to take a short break and when we okay. get back you can just get into the uh, this affidavit which is really the uh, the gist of what we're here to talk about today you're listening to the steve king back news Talk radio 610 wiod uh, norm needs five full minutes so i'm just going to give this thing right back to him uh, if you want to take about 30 seconds to kind of sum up and bleed in to what you're doing here as i said uh, we're here to share with the public information provided uh, to me in an affidavit from uh, in all candor ladies and gentlemen an arrestee somebody who working in the Cine Twin Theater in Hollywood Florida on Friday night was arrested uh, he called me this morning when I was working on other legal issues and this is his affidavit to yes cut this so is just, his affidavit to cut right to because we're up on he the called me to say that uh, after the offices uh, came in to the premises the bookstore they began harassing him, as, as officers with vice, intelligent, and narcotics often do, by saying, how could you work here? What kind of establishment is this? Or can't you get all, a better job? If I can it's not a bookstore. It's a movie theater. There are no peep shows. There are no uh, quarter movies. It's a movie theater. Okay. Um, it's, so I'm unaware of that. It's a movie theater. And they, they went in there asking this person, how could he work there? And they were executing a search warrant, a lawful, apparently a lawful search warrant at that time to seize two or three different films. They said, look what kind of people come in here. How can you work here? And the response from the individual who was arrested said, uh, we get many tourists in here. We get elderly people. We get professionals. We get engineers. We get other people from all walks of life. Uh, in fact, he said, we even have Neil Rogers sometimes comes in here. Uh, the affiant says that uh, at the moment they mentioned Neil Rogers' name, everybody seemed to turn their head, that they were fascinated by it. Once he mentioned the name of Mr. Rogers, the affiant goes on to say that the attitude of all the officers dramatically changed. He indicated that they went from being nasty to being friendly. He indicated in his affidavit, then they asked whether or not Steve Kane, whether or not Steve Kane also patronizes that establishment. He answered no, and then they did not ask any further questions about Steve Kane. The police, mostly one singular detective, 
then asked how often Mr. Rogers came in, how many nights Mr. Rogers came in, what he did when he was there, and commented, according to the affiant, that Neil is there probably trying to pick up young boys. He stated this was pretty much the extent of the conversation at that time. After being booked and jailed in Hollywood, the affiant then advised me that he was taken out of his cell by a singular detective, and the detective represented to him that he was out to nail Mr. Rogers and advised him, advised the affiant, to call the detective the next time Neil Rogers came into that theater. If he did so, he was promised money. He said there would be, quote, dollars in it for me. While the detective failed to say specifically how much he would be paid, he indicated that the officer implied if you were to call the theater when Mr. Rogers was there, they would take the necessary steps to eventually effectuate an arrest against Mr. Rogers for engaging in illegal sexual activity. The affiant indicates that he never saw Mr. Rogers engage in any illegal sexual activity. The affiant indicates that he never saw anything other than Neil Rogers being a normal customer. But the officer from the Hollywood Police Department is alleged to have, quote, said he wanted to nail Mr. Rogers. The officer then told the affiant that he should not tell anybody else about this or that life might become miserable for him. But the affiant decided to have the courage, uh, the tenacity, and the honor, the honor, ladies and gentlemen, to call my law office this morning to relay this scenario to me. Uh, I asked him to come in to sign a statement to that effect, right. and he has done so. We are at the top of the hour with only about 30 seconds left. To end this, if these allegations against the Hollywood Police Department are true, or against this officer are true, uh, does this break a number of laws, and could you just in like 20 seconds tell us which ones it would, uh, it would be breaking? Well, let's face it, officers are allowed to pay informants for uh, interrupting criminal activity, but they cannot solicit that criminal activity to occur, they cannot engage one to induce another to engage in criminal activity, and it would appear to be a major impropriety by the Hollywood Police okay. Department. We are going to break for the news at the top of the hour. We'll be back. And so on, and your response was, well, if other people were saying it, they, would, might be, they might just be kidding, but I know Neil, and when Neil says it, he means it in reference to this alleged trolling for boys. Whatever, whatever boys is, I'm not sure I know what boys is. Because boy, I mean, 18-year-olds can be boys, but by the definition of law, in fact, 17-year-olds, by definition of law, are at the age of consent in the state of Florida. How do you react to that statement, uh, Steve? Well, I'm, I'm glad it's come up. Let's just yeah, deal with it. I don't know let's anything just, that I've ever done just, or said. Let's just, let's just deal with it and uh, put it to bed once yeah. and for all, okay? I well, may, that, is that excuse me, you're going to shut your mouth, sir. We seem to have touched the Steve King Are you going to shut your mouth and let me reply to what you're saying, or are you not? Just sure. let me know, because if you're not, I'll just hit the button, and then I'll reply with you off the air. I'd rather you have you on there, all right? Sure decision. Uh, I have said that in the show I did with Jack Thompson. Uh, I found uh, I was very uncomfortable with what Neil was doing on the air uh, with uh, Zeta in that particular area. Such as what? You really want to go into yeah, it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. well, when, when the guys would come into the studio and you're talking about uh, them sitting on your lap and done tongue-in-cheek, but quite frankly, in my opinion, I didn't know how much of it was. How, how about when Glenn was talking about the young girls who came in and literally sat on his lap? Now, how about that? Did that bother you? No. Oh. 
I mean, I don't Why the separate? Because, first of all, now you know that there were no guys sitting on my lap. I, okay. I, you, look, you really believe that? You're asking me a question, and I'm going to answer it. I'm not right. I'm not saying I'm right. You're asking me to be honest. And to I mean, I, I wish that perhaps they would have been, answer. but do you really believe I'm they were sitting on my lap? You want a straight answer? Sure. I'll give you a straight answer. I'm not so sure straight as When I listen, pardon the pun, pardon the plan words, when I listen to that show, to be very honest with you, I was uncertain in my mind as to how... I know when you're kidding, and there are times when I don't know if you're kidding or not. But do you and think... That's what wait I, a minute, wait a minute. Knowing that I've been in the business this long, do you think that I would bring anybody into the studio and do anything even covertly sexual in the studio? No, of course... Am I that crazy? No, but that wasn't what I was talking about. What I was saying is I didn't know how much of it was kidding and how much wasn't. That's all. I wasn't accusing you of having sex in the studio. Well, as Jay Michaels would say, it was just a joke. Well, okay. I, knowing you better now than I did then, I'm prepared to believe that. In those days, I didn't know you so well, and there were a lot of stuff that I had heard that... Uh, well, my original question they, is... How excuse me, sir. That quite frankly, uh, now that I know you better, I don't believe, but at the time, I did. See, and that's what for I example, said. Can we go back to this affidavit one second? Because Detective Murray says, according to the affiant here, he says, Neil is probably there, meeting in the adult theater, to pick up some young boys. Now, I could be mistaken, but it seems to me that the law in, in all of the states in this country says that X-rated theaters don't allow anyone under the age of 18. In fact, many of them don't permit anyone under the age of 21 to enter the theater under penalty of losing their license to operate, etc. So, again, this term young boys, I'm not sure exactly what that means. Well, <clears throat> I understand... I understand what you're saying, but I want to get back to what this caller is talking about. Now, I wanted, between you and I, I want to get back to your, the original purpose of your call. So what, what is your point, sir? Because I want to deal with it. The original purpose of my call is how less moral, not legal, on a moral basis, are you guilty of doing the same thing? What is the same thing? The I, don't, that I have no idea what you're sure. talking about. Well, obviously, you made the same statement about Neil that the detectivist has said to the... Oh, uh, well, I think I can answer that, sir. I certainly think we can make a distinction. The issue here is that the detective has a badge. I understand. He has a gun. I'm, not, I'm not talking legal. He has I'm a power. To, yeah, but I'm, I'm telling you the difference, and it's not a legal issue. Just, just absorb it for a second. The issue is that the detective, if the affiant is to be, you know, if, if we're taking the statement as true, the detective has a badge, he has a gun, he has the power to arrest, he has the ability to initiate a prosecution, he has the ability to start a process that could ruin somebody's career, destroy their reputation, well, and perhaps so does, so does, take so away their absolute livelihood. I want to understand exactly what I did that you're objecting to. What I did was state my opinion that what Neil was doing, in my opinion, which in, I made very clear in no way you know, should be definitive as to what Neil should be. Neil should be allowed to do whatever management permitted him to do that I found it in bad taste, and I didn't know when he was kidding and when he wasn't. Now, what the hell's wrong with that, sir? That was my opinion. You have a problem with that? Yes, I do. Well, I'll stick it. Let's go to Miami. You're on WIOD. And I hope that clears the air between us, because I'm not your enemy, and we were enemies. And there was an old saying that goes back. I'm not saying I acted in... in well, I'm, no, I'm glad we can clear I'm it on the air, because... Let's, wait a minute. Do it. Let's, let's go to another show, okay? Because let's, let's, I wait, mentioned wait, this one also. Let me say this, and then, then you reply, yeah. okay? There is, I'm not saying that everything I did, if I had it to do over again, I would do again. But there is an old saying that is an old saying because it has a lot of validity, and that is, in life, 
the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And I think it was that dynamic that basically created whatever rapport existed between Jack Thompson and me. You ha had said in those days some horrendous, terrible things about me. and they were not, not personally. Like, not personally, no. Now, I, no. I don't really want to relive and all this, but if you, you want made, to. The comment that you attributed to me that I allegedly made about Rachel, I never made that comment. I here. heard it with my own ears. But you see, What was the comment? The... I want to say this, and then I'll get into it. Okay. The reason I wanted to avoid this is one reason, because what we are doing now is exactly playing into the hands of an individual in Coral Gables and Norman Well, Church no, I think we ought to morning. clear the air. Right, I think well, that there are some problems the there. Okay. And, and, you know, Let's if I can clear just make the a air. reference to the I heard you with my own yeah. ears, okay, mm -hmm. say, uh, you know, something about a show I'd done on child raising, whatever it was. Who is he to give advice to other people on a show when his child is in an institution? Talking about Rachel. I frankly was an institution. In an institution, I heard it with my ears. Okay, now how could I have said that? I don't have any such. I don't knowledge. know how. how could I, have I don't that? know how the hell you said it, but you did. You were talking about DeSisto, Okay, uh, I said she's in an institution, or I said that you she said was involved who, with Michael DeSisto. You said who is Steve Kane to give his uh, advice? To uh, to parents when his kid is in an institution. I don't remember saying now, that. Yeah, I can remember saying who well, is he to give advice when his you, daughter's had as many problems or whatever can, it was. I can accept the fact that you don't remember it. I sure don't. But you can bet your bippy that I remember it because it's mm -hmm. not the kind of thing. Okay, well let's go to one. Let's go to one more reason. But I don't. Okay, if I said that, then I apologize because I don't. I have no knowledge to right. base that on. But let me just clear the air. One other thing. Okay, we'll get it all out of the way. There was a show you did. One of the one of the most noxious to me personally with Rick Siderman and Bob Kunz the day you made them bosom buddies and they were embracing each other so to speak and for some reason out of nowhere my name as it so often did in those days came into the conversation out of nowhere because it really had nothing to do with the topic of conversation and Mr. Siderman's comment being the great humanitarian that he is uh, said um, well, you know, I, I guess, Bob, you're not so bad, and I don't really hate all homosexuals, but let's face it, Neil Rogers isn't really a homosexual. You know, that horrible lifestyle of his, and he's terrible, and you're lying about he's so unhappy, and he hates his mother, he hates himself. He's a faggot. Not just a homosexual, he's a faggot. I found that to be so personally offensive... That I can't Absolutely. Words, Absolutely. Okay? So what is your problem with me? Like when Sidem was on my show last week, you started with that crap. No, no, I'm not talking I, about well, that. Well, this was before I came to work. I here. am not responsible for what my guests say, nor are you responsible for what your you guests are, say. You are Participate. You were presiding over the. We were the involved in uh, Have you over blocked out? Have you blocked out and forgotten the horrendously horrible things that we said about each other before we were colleagues here at this station? Surely you're, you're telling me you only remember the terrible things that I said about you, and that were of no, course I totally unforgotten un un at all. There's a great deal of difference between talking about somebody's performance on the air or their ratings or anything that's professional as opposed to this this low-level personal he hates, hates his mother. I understand. Uh, all of I thunder. understand. So that's a personal I thing, understand you know. that you have blocked out the personal things that have gone down between us in the past on your end, but you have made statements about my mental health and about my capacity, about my what my family and about my... Come on, Neil. I mean, I own what I do. You sir, you sir, I mean, I, the same I people out there listening were listening to you when you I said... you're hallucinating. Oh, right. May I'm I, hallucinating. Well, let me... Let me just for a moment yes. be a mediator. Isn't it fun watching just, your clients fight? Just just for a moment, let me respectfully suggest that while each of the two of you probably have some grievances that, that can I be have ironed no grievances. out or some situations that you can discuss that what what happened with the Hollywood Police Department Friday 
probably goes beyond the essence well, of those now, three. Well, wait a minute, right wait a minute, now. wait a minute, wait a minute. No, it doesn't go. It, it doesn't. ties in with it, okay? Because this homophobic crap is going to stop, all right? Now, the idea that you can go on the air and you can attack just about anybody else who's ever been invented, and you're immediately attacked. You can attack blacks in the NAACP, comes down on your ass. You attack Jews, and right away, here's our title bomb coming. As they should, okay? As they should, if indeed you're making an attack. I mean, if it's specious, that's another story. But, you know, if you come down and you call gay people faggots or anything out of the sun, nobody comes down on your ass because in this society it's still acceptable to call gay people every kind of name under the sun and to call them faggots I and agree make with that. jokes about them. I agree and, with that. And that's so what does that got to do with me? You, what no, can I ask you a just, question? I'm we got to break. I'm trying to make a connection between the Rick Siders of the break. world and the situation we're okay. talking about in Hollywood. We have to break because okay. we're about two minutes over on our break and we'll pick up where we left off when we get back. But I've got to clarify something in my mind. We've known each other on and off in the different degrees of closeness over a period of seven years. Do you think I'm homophobic? Subconsciously, yeah. We'll talk more about that when Subconsciously. we get back. We'll, we'll talk about that. You're listening to the Steve Kane Show. Six times I convinced that I'm not homophobic. Semi-convinced. Because of a single act? Talking about a single act. I'm telling you, you basically, you basically condemn me because of my friendship I don't with people who I believe you are on homophobic. That. I'm just perplexed by it. That's all, all I don't friends, understand. Well, I'll explain. You do all. Let me ask you this: Do all your friends, friends aren't all liberals or progressive? No, far from it. But but they also I don't ha I don't associate with anybody who I consider would be a right wing bigot. I, c I couldn't do it. I would have nothing in common with them. I would find them to be totally distasteful excuses for human beings, and I just couldn't spend any time with them. Well, I mean, one I, thing to be, I'm not talking about, I have friends who are conservative, uh, but not ultra-right neo-Nazis. We will be back with the quote. Boy, people have been dying for us to get into it. You're listening to the Steve Kane Show, 610 WILD, an hour left. We are back with you at six minutes after five o'clock. Uncle Neil Rogers, Norm Kent, our mutual attorney, and I am Steve Kane, in case you've forgotten who I am. Now we let's just uh, let's go. We have an hour left. Have we resolved our differences or what? Where are we? As far as I know, I think we um, cleared it out. Okay, Mr. Kemp. Sure. I, I I think you know that Abraham Lincoln once said the best way to defeat an enemy is to make him a friend. What's what's really at stake here? One of the best points that Neil's making, and let's just go back and reflect upon some of the things that have happened here at the station over the past few months. You. Uh, did something that antagonized a group of black people and the NAACP is suddenly a voice to be heard from and dealt with. If you do something that offends Jewish people before you know it, the Anti-Defamation League is, is here in force. Uh, when people go ahead and uh, say something about eating animals, the next thing you know, my good friend Lonnie Wiggins is here with the animal rights activists. And if you say something about Hallandale, why the, the gray caucus is, is here in force, the senior citizens. What Neil is saying, and I think it's true, I see this professionally, I see this personally, is that gay people are, are targets for, for everybody without having a, a force to speak for them. They are repeatedly slandered on the air, they are liable, they are humiliated and ex exposed to public ridicule without having somebody speak up for them as as a force i like to think that i speak up uh as as a professional i think we all ought to speak up as persons to prevent uh, that kind of gay bashing on the air and and that's probably what this is about and that's why this this allegation is so disturbing it doesn't suggest that uh, they're out to get steve kane because he decided to uh 
go do something with his wife on a beach. You know, I, I've represented, in, in 10 years of being a criminal defense lawyer in Broward County, I have probably represented 200 to 300 or more individuals, gay, gay individuals that get picked up for soliciting other gay people. Well, Arlen, but I yes, never, get, that, Norman, never not, get heterosexuals Not to like disagree that. with you. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. However, I think there's more involved here because if it's a homophobic thing, what I want to know is why did the Vice Squad uh, see fit to ask whether Steve Kane attended this movie theater? Well, because it wasn't just in the, in the it wasn't ju it wasn't just a homophobic thing. I well, think that's the point that I'm trying to make here. There's more to it than meets the eye. I think we can all agree with there, you know with that point. One might one might want to ask where the the Vice Squad to begin with chose to raise the issue of Steve and Neil. And where no where did it, they get the names from? Who created the kind of conditions that permitted? And no doubt that. at the appropriate time you will ask uh, Detective Murray that very question. I'm sure. Will that occur at some point? I'm sure whoever uh, winds up representing Mr. Hill will engage in that kind of inquiry. Okay, let's go to Miami. You're on WIOD. Hello. Uh, 